This is 3 News Now, your daily update on everything Northeast Ohio with Stephanie Haney. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to 3 News Now. I'm Stephanie Haney. Today's Wednesday, January 27th. Thanks for choosing to be here for your top stories from WKYC.com and our WKYC app. We start today by acknowledging that January 27th is International Holocaust Remembrance Day. This is a day designated by the United Nations where members of the United Nations honor the victims who lost their lives in the Holocaust, the six million Jewish victims who lost their lives in the Holocaust, and also the other victims of Nazism. This day has been selected because it is the liberation, it's Auschwitz Liberation Day, the day that the Auschwitz camp was liberated. People are taking part in a conversation about International Holocaust Remembrance Day on social media using the hashtag WeRemember. And if you go to WKYC.com, you will see how survivors of the Holocaust are honoring this day, some of them by getting the COVID-19 vaccine. You can see that on our app as well. Now, in a latest update about the vaccine, Walgreens is now officially accepting COVID-19 vaccine appointments. You can do that by going to their website, which we do have linked on WKYC.com, if you are in Phase 1A or Phase 1B in one of those groups. Or you can call 1-800-WALGREENS for an appointment. Appointments are required and walk-ins are not being accepted. Remember, this week, Ohioans 75 years of age or older are eligible to receive the vaccine as part of the Phase 1B rollout across the state. Now, in accordance with Ohio guidance, to be eligible to get the vaccine here in Ohio, you have to live in Ohio. So Walgreens now joins other private pharmacies, Mark's, Discount Drug Mark, Acme, and Giant Eagle in offering those appointments. Again, we have all of that linked on WKYC.com, and you can find all of our vaccination information at WKYC.com vaccine. Now, restaurant professionals are weighing in on the fact that Governor Mike DeWine is talking about tapering down and ending the COVID-19 curfew here in Ohio. Local restaurant owners say that being able to be open for just a few extra hours a night would make a big difference for business. Now, we've seen this 10 p.m. curfew in effect since November. Obviously, restaurants had to shut down completely in the early days of the pandemic here in Ohio, and it has had a significant impact. John Barker, who is the president of the Ohio Restaurant Association, says that 20 percent of Ohio's restaurants had to close for good because of the pandemic. Just last month, across the entire U.S., 372,000 jobs were lost in the restaurant space because of the pandemic. So lifting or loosening the curfew is a big deal for communities. Barker says, you know, these are our neighbors. These are our people, our friends that work in these restaurants, family members. There's hardly a family that doesn't have a member that works in the food industry somehow. I can tell you for a personal fact, I have a brother who is a bar manager. So that's how my family has been personally impacted in this way. And a lot of people have similar stories if you're not directly impacted by this as well. So Barker says that they are happy to be moving in the right direction. They would like to be all the way open, of course, but they want to be part of the solution and they do think it's a step in the right direction. He also said that people need to do their part. When you get to a place where you are going out to eat to please be part of the solution, wear your mask, follow the rules, 
Make sure you're careful and sit with your bubble. Don't be mingling or expanding beyond your bubble that has come to the space. So as a reminder, here's what Governor DeWine said about ending the COVID-19 curfew here in Ohio. He said, if we can get to seven days in a row where the active hospitalizations are below 3,500, he'll bump the curfew back to 11 p.m., not 10 p.m., and that'll hold for a two-week period. That could happen, by the way, as soon as tomorrow. A little bit of a spoiler alert, we are below 3,500 active hospitalizations today. So today counts as the sixth day as Governor Mike DeWine is counting them. So that could happen tomorrow. And now after that, if Ohio can stay below 3,000 hospitalizations for seven straight days, which, by the way, we've seen now for two days in a row, including the data from today, then the curfew will be pushed back to midnight, and that will hold for a two-week period. And then from there, if Ohio can keep hospitalizations below 2,500, for seven days, then the curfew will be lifted altogether. Now, Governor DeWine did say to keep in mind that hospitalizations are a lagging indicator because it does take some time to get to a point where you have to be hospitalized because of COVID-19. So if those numbers go back up, they would have to act quickly in order to reinstitute the appropriate safety measures. But as of right now, Things seem to be going in that direction here in Ohio, and that is a good thing, and that is something that we should celebrate in this moment. Okay, now let's talk about the latest numbers from the Ohio Department of Health for COVID-19. New reported cases are up today, but the rest of our metrics are down, so that's positive news. We've seen 5,366 new reported cases in the last 24 hours. Unfortunately, though down from yesterday, 75 new deaths have been reported related to COVID-19 in the last 24 hours. Taking a look at the testing being done, this data comes from Monday. 10.8% of the COVID-19 tests came back positive as of Monday. That's the daily rate. The seven-day average is at 9%. That's of Monday. Now, in the last 24 hours, there have been 254 new hospitalizations, which is down a bit. And right now, there are 2,944 people currently in the hospital being treated for COVID-19. That's down a few from yesterday. And again, as I said, second day in a row that we are below 3,000. So that's a good sign in terms of the adjustments to the curfew here in Ohio. Right now, there are 735 of those people being treated in an intensive care unit, and we saw 21 new ICU admissions in the last 24 hours. In terms of our hospital beds, right now 27% of the state's hospital beds are available for people who might need them. Now let's take a look at the national and the global numbers for COVID-19. These numbers come from Johns Hopkins University. Across the U.S., there have now been 25,504,894 reported cases of COVID-19 and a total of 426,907 deaths reported related to COVID-19. We've got 4% of the global population, but we're seeing an increase in the percentage of cases up a tenth of a percentage point today to 25.4% of those cases. The percentage of deaths staying steady at 19.7% of the COVID-19 deaths around the world here in the US. Now let's talk about the global cases. Now, I have been saying for the past couple of days that we've been nearing 1 billion COVID-19 cases globally. That's not true. I have been reading the number wrong. We are now though over 100 million. Yes, it does not go from 99 million to 1 billion. So my fault there. I've said that wrong a couple times, so I just wanted to point that out. The total number of cases globally is now at 100,584,555. And the total number of deaths is now at 2,166,299. 
Now, there are not a lot of upsides to this pandemic, but in the French Quarter in New Orleans, they have been able to take some lemons and make a lemonade in a weird sort of way because the rats are disappearing in the French Quarter in New Orleans due to the pandemic. The French Quarter, like everywhere else, shut down in March because of the pandemic. And so what happened was rats were coming out to Bourbon Street looking for food. Mayor LaToya Cantrell even said that the closing of bars and restaurants was really driving the rats crazy because they didn't have their usual food scraps from waste around the restaurants to feed off of. So Claudia Regal, who's the executive director of the city's Mosquito, Termite, and Rodent Control Board, said they were able to jump on that opportunity. So this is where it gets a little bit morbid. These rats were hungry, right? So what they did was they baited drains and they lined the streets in the French Quarter with bait stations for the rats. They were hungry, so they put out things that the rats would want to eat. They did, and the rats did not make it. So the rats are now a lot less in the French Quarter in New Orleans. They said they recently did trapping at the end of the year in the French market area and they didn't catch any rats. So that's a sign that they have really got a handle on it in that particular area. Now, but be warned, as things reopen, when you do eventually make it to the French Quarter, if you're traveling there from Ohio, you know, you have to do your part to keep your trash in trash bins and out of the hands of rats because managing garbage and food and those kinds of things is how you keep rats away. And that's directly from Claudia Regal's mouth on how to keep the rats away in New Orleans. All right, this last story is just absolutely wild. We have to talk about GameStop. GameStop's stocks are surging. This is thanks to a Reddit Wall Street battle. GameStop's stocks, that's a little bit of a tongue twister, GameStop's stocks surged, <coughs> excuse me, as high as $380 today after sitting below $18 just a few weeks ago. And this is thanks to small investors on Reddit that are supporting GameStop's stock. So here's where things get a little bit tricky here. Hedge funds run by Citron Research and Melvin Capital have been banking on GameStop stock falling. They did this by short selling. Here's how this works. Short selling is when you borrow shares of a stock and then you sell them. And your hope is that you can buy other shares of that stock at a lower price so that when it comes time for you to actually deliver those stocks that you already sold, you get to pocket the difference in those purchase prices. But the stock prices began rising sharply earlier this month. This was after the co-founder of Chewy, which is the online retailer of Pet Supplies, had joined the company's board and people were thinking that might help the company in the digital world. While at the same time, a group of small investors on social media on Reddit have been pushing each other to keep the stock going higher. Now, there's no necessarily overriding reason why people decided that they wanted to do this with GameStop, but there is definitely some conversation about revenge against Wall Street in these posts that we're seeing online. Now, as GameStop's stocks prices soared, some of these investors wanted to get out of their bets because they wanted to stop themselves from losing even more money on these deals. So they had to buy the GameStop shares to do it, but they had to buy it at the higher prices. So that accelerated these gains even more and created kind of a feedback loop and the prices just kept climbing and climbing and climbing. GameStop, by the way, is one of the most shorted stocks on Wall Street. This is including to financial, according to financial reporting. So 
Citron Research said on Wednesday that it had basically unwound the majority of its bet that GameStop stock would fall. And Andrew Left, who runs Citron, said it absolutely took a loss 100% to do that. But that doesn't change the view in that company that GameStop stocks will eventually fall. He says this. We move on. Nothing has changed with GameStop except the stock price. He said that he has respect for the market, which can temporarily run stock prices up higher than critics think they should go. So he's still predicting that GameStop stock will fall, but he's just not banking on it monetarily at this point. Now, Melvin Capital is also getting out of the GameStop bet. Manager Gabe Plotkin told CNBC that the the hedge fund was taking a significant loss. We don't know how much exactly they've lost at this point, but it's a lot. Now, you can't really blame these hedge fund investors, though, for making that bet because GameStop's stock has been the target of short sellers for quite some time now. It's been struggling in an industry that's going online, and GameStop itself lost $1.6 billion over the last 12 quarters. 12 quarters. That's not 12 months. That's not a year. That's 12 quarters. There's four quarters in a year. So that's three years. And its stock fell for six straight years before rebounding in 2020. So the question now is, could AMC be next? People are looking at AMC now because that's you know, AMC Entertainment Holdings, which owns AMC Theater Chain, it's been really hit hard by the pandemic. It had a quarterly loss of $900 million posted this month. And it seems like AMC is now the next battleground between these smaller investors and Wall Street. Shares of AMC were up 260% when trading began today. And hashtag Save AMC is now trending on Twitter. So people will be watching that very closely. If you're in the stock market game, you're probably already paying attention to that. But that is just absolutely wild about these Reddit investors who are just propping up this GameStop stock price pretty significantly. All right, that's it for your three news now update for Wednesday, January 27th. I'll see you next on What's New at 5 p.m. with your trending stories. We'll be talking about today how people are coping with COVID burnout. I want to know how you're doing that. We've got that up on our WKYC Facebook page, so weigh in there. Maybe we'll include your comments in that segment. That'll be at 5.30. Personally, for me, I have to tell you what I've been doing. I've been watching the TV show Shit's Creek. It is hilarious. I've never been happier to be late to the party on something because it gives me so much joy to watch Daniel and Alexis and Moira and Johnny and how they're doing everything. So if you've already been watching the show, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But if you haven't been, it's on Netflix and it's a good one. I am currently in season four, so no spoilers. But do let me know how you are coping with COVID burnout. We're going to be including that in the 5 p.m. show. And of course, I'll have your trending stories in the Clicking in Cleveland segment. All right, everyone, stay safe and be well. And I'll see you back here tomorrow afternoon. I'm Stephanie Haney. Thanks for listening to 3 News Now with Stephanie Haney from WKYC Studios. Subscribe now so you never miss an update. And find more on everything you heard here on WKYC.com and in the WKYC app.